are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. going to cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. This is what we thought the 2022 Green Bay Packers would look like, right? It was the run game. Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 132 yards. The running backs combined, combined for 193 yards on the ground in 33 carries. We're talking about big time, big boy Football. The Packers offensive line dominated. Elton Jenkins comes back. He was not perfect. We can talk about that. But this was an impressive performance from an offensive line that we thought would be a strength of this team. Offensively, you get Alan Lazard back. He has a key early third down. I don't think he was all the way back. I think he was probably on a pitch count. You also get him in the red zone. They put the Bears rookie Kyler Gordon in absolute Hell, I flagged this on Twitter early on Sunday morning. I I went back and looked five for five for 70 yards against Kyler Gordon in the first game. And I talked to Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears about it. And it was more about he's in the wrong space at the right at the wrong time. It was really it wasn't like they were targeting him against the 49ers. The Packers went at this dude and not just in the passing game, went at this dude in the run game stacked to his side so he would play in the slot because he was only playing in the slot in these nickel sets and then ran at him. This Packers team, Matt LaFleur was in his bag in the run game. And you get the veterans involved. This team did not look like the same team in week one. The same group of pass catchers. I did, this was not the Randall Cobb we saw in week one. This was not the Sammy Watkins we saw in week one, although Sammy Watkins was open more often than he got the ball in week one because the pressure changed everything about the opportunities he got. This was, I made the joke on Twitter, a blue plate special day because you got your vets involved. Three catches for 93 yards, including the 55-yarder for Sammy Watkins. There were two in-breakers off play action. That was the part of the offense we thought he could come in and be effective in. Randall Cobb comes in, makes a couple nice plays. Three targets, three catches, 37 yards. You average over 12 yards a catch. If you're Randall Cobb, you are doing something right. They put him in the backfield. They run a little choice route. They, they get him a second reaction play. That's another piece. We thought we were going to get that. From this team with these vets, with Watkins, Cobb, Tunyon, Lazard, you get out and you just need just two or three plays with this defense and this run game. You just need two or three plays for Aaron Rodgers to just go. I'm Aaron effing Rodgers and I'm going to escape and make a play. Did it on the on the third and 10 to, to Aaron Jones down the field where Jones turned it into a little wheel route and Rodgers just dumped it over the top. Did it on a second reaction play, 20-yard gain to Randall Cobb on the outside, 
did it later in the in the game. It was a second reaction play to A.J. Dillon. It didn't pick up a ton of yards, five yards, but that's a positive play. I think it was third and 10, so you don't convert. But he looked, Rodgers did, so much more comfortable maneuvering in the pocket and getting to his secondary targets. I think just having Elton Jenkins out there and Royce Newman in what is his rightful position made things so much more comfortable for Aaron Rodgers. And then the defense. Now, okay, you want to complain about the, the run game? Absolutely, let's do that. David Montgomery, 15 carries, 122. That's an eight yard per carry average, which is absolutely freaking brutal. But four straight three and outs in the middle of this game, you only give up 10 points and you only give up three after the first drive. And that three came off a Packers fumble. So to recap, you didn't play your best. You got your butts kicked in the trenches on run defense. You fumbled the ball on a day one install run where Aaron Rodgers appeared to turn the wrong way. We'll get the, we'll get the info on that in the post game, which is happening as we speak. And you, you still are integrating these rookie pass catchers. You still don't have David Bakhtiari. It's Al Lazard at less than 100%. It's Elton Jenkins at clearly less than 100%. And you still beat the piss out of your rivals. You win by three scores, convincing this game after after about a quarter and a half is just not close, really at all. It it is not within two scores. Okay, it it was like like Chris Collinsworth. God bless him. He was really trying to make it a thing. The Packers score to make it seventeen seven with four minutes left in the second quarter. It is not a one score game after that. So for and they that was a, a nice long five-minute drive. The Packers had a bunch of long drives in this game. They're going to they're gonna lead the, the league in time of possession again. They're going to lead the league in plays run um, per drive, all that stuff. This game was not close after the first quarter and a half. The Packers went out and did what they were supposed to do. They showed that they are the better team. You always want to make your corrections after a win. And it's interesting because right away, you saw the difference. It's 21 personnel. It's motion. It's it's Matt LaFleur just, just absolutely in the zone on run calls. I mean, the touchdown, a little flick. It's student body right basically from the gun. They, they, you could tell this offensive line was just having an absolute blast. The vibes were immaculate and they are going to come out of this game going hell. Yeah, because there's going to be a game where they're going to have to, they're going to have to throw it 50 times and they have to be ready for that. Mike Wall was on this show earlier this year talking about this. You need to give those guys a bone. This is the kind of game offensive linemen just get off on. They love these kinds of games. And this is the identity. We talked about week one. What is the identity of this team? They didn't have one. And it, it, it wasn't what we thought they could rely on, even if they did run the ball as effectively as we thought they could. This is a team that is has a chance to be the best running offense in the league. The best running offense in the league. I mean, 193 yards on 33 carries. 
for the running backs. Aaron Rodgers had some kneel downs. You know, he he had five carries in this game as well, including his zone read on third down, which was just hilarious. Um, just trolling us at that point. This running game can move bodies and they don't even have their best five out there. The, their veterans are going to have to hold the fort until these rookies get things together. They had a fumble on a jet motion with Christian Watson. Just the timing wrong. Like I don't even know if we need to blame anybody. We'll hear from the coaches on that one too, and potentially Aaron Rodgers. But they mitigated the touches that those guys needed to manufacture. Christian Watson, mostly an outlet guy, got one of those little push passes. And Romeo Dobbs, the big play he made was on a screen. He had two catches. They were both on receiver screens. Get the ball in those guys' hands and let them go make a play. Now, if you can get them on some deep shots, great. I think they wanted to do that at one point early in the game. Rodgers checked it down. They wanted to hit those shots, but Rodgers, the difference for Rodgers, and he did not start sharp in this game. He stayed patient and waited until the act, the plays were there, and then all of a sudden you get Sammy Watkins down the field, and he looks like he has way more juice than I thought. And this is why we don't make sweeping generalizations after week one. It's why I said... He's on notice, that leash. At a certain point, you just got to get the, the young guys out there. Sammy, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That is what they brought him here for. Those are the plays he was making in training camp. Those deep over routes off play action. And again, those are schemed up. It's not really about anything more than just he's running fast. But he looks faster than, frankly, I thought he would look. And so if that's going to be the case, that's really good for your offense because that gives you a reliable guy to have out there. Three catches, 93 yards on four targets. The old guys, Cobb and Watkins, they combined for 130 yards on six catches. That's doing nice work. Tunyon doesn't do a lot, but he's out there. He had a couple nice blocks. Mercedes Lewis just just, just being, a, being a sixth offensive lineman out there, just doing what he's asked of. And you can bring these rookies along. This was the game plan I thought they'd have in week one. Offensively and defensively. Offensively and defensively. But I, I think more offensively, this was the version of this team. And in its totality, the other thing is what we thought we were going to get is a special teams that did not totally just... Soak the bed in urine. Soak. Because the, the last time we saw them in a meaningful game, that's exactly what they did. And I would say net positive overall. Amari Rodgers fumbles. They have a penalty on that same play. But they had a, a nice punt return. They were really good in kick coverage for the most part. So a, a step in the right direction. You get a, an absolute laser punt moonshot punt revenge game a punter revenge game you love to see it this is the version of this Packers team we thought could win a bunch of games and and then as you get these rookies acclimated and, and I thought I thought Chris Collinsworth articulated it perfectly you need to be a Super Bowl team you need Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs to give you impact snaps 
But you can win a bunch of games with this team as it's currently constructed right now. And, and maybe if the run game is going to look like this and the defense can tighten up that, that run D a little, you're looking at arguably the best team in the conference and a team that can absolutely compete to win a Super Bowl. All right, we're going to talk more about the defense, the good and the bad, in just a second. But let's talk first about our friends at Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse from a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. I know that there are times when I had a four-door and I needed an SUV, a minivan, because I had a kid and we were trying to transport a lot of stuff. You don't realize how much stuff you have when you're trying to travel with a kid until you don't have a car that's big enough for all that stuff. Turo can help you get it. Test drive a car that way. You don't want to go to deal with the dealership. You just want to test it. You just say, hey, do I like this car? You can do it with Turo. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions apply, and ditch boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. All right, let's talk about the defense. Let's talk about the defense because it was easy, I think, to just go, here we go. First drive, defense gets blown off the ball. David Montgomery helps them march just right down the field and they score. And you're like, okay, well, I guess this wasn't fixed. But then, after that opening drive, they go seven plays, 71 yards. Here's, here's what happens after that, okay? These are the rest of the Chicago Bears' possessions. Three plays, minus two yards, punt. Three plays, minus two yards, punt. Three plays, four yards, punt. One play, three yards, end of half. All right, now we move to the second half. Three plays, seven yards, punt. Seven plays, 43 yards. This is off the turnover. Field goal. Now one good drive, 13 plays, 89 yards, fourth down stop. And I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Show me the convincing angle. Show me the angle where you can see the football. Because, yes, I watched it and I saw his arm holding the ball and a mass of bodies. And I thought, yeah, that ball is probably across the line. But probably is not the standard. It has to be clear and obvious, especially because it was called short on the field. There is no, you cannot find it for me because it does not exist. A shot of the, I need to see the actual football, not just his arm, the football. Show me the ball across the plane. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter. They lost by 17. Fourth down stop is a fourth down stop. After that, two plays, zero yards, interception, Jair, Bates, Justin Fields. It's night-night. By and large, this defense played well. Now, situationally, they played well as well. It was one, <laughs> one of seven 
They allowed on third downs. What they allowed one third down conversion to the Chicago Bears. One. Their their third down defense is now five of twenty for the season. Five of twenty. That is situational ass kickery. That is awesome work by your defense. Now, David Montgomery averages eight yards a carry. He bullies you on two drives. That stuff can happen. It felt like a little bit of some some mental, maybe a waning of intensity. Maybe they didn't come out as focused on that on the first drive, or maybe they just needed to get sort of you know in the mix. Late in the game, probably a little bit of mental. But there's a good point in the chat being made, and I made this point on Twitter in the moment. You drafted Quay Walker to make the play that he made. The play that Quay Walker makes to keep Justin Fields out of the end zone so they have to go forward on fourth down and then don't get it subsequently. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't have I have I mentioned I don't want to hear it? I don't want to hear it. The Packers have not had a linebacker not named Devondre Campbell who makes that play ever, like in the modern Packers era. And I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody, but just like Justin Fields runs 4-4. Like think, think about even some of the best Packers defenses. 2010, 2009, 2012, 2015, 2014. Who are the linebackers that are going to go chase Justin Fields to the pylon. Quay Walker did it. That's what they drafted him for. That's what they drafted him for. Now, like everyone knows where I stand on this. So we don't need to rehash it. Every time I give him a compliment, Quay Walker, I feel like I have to couch this. I shouldn't have to, but I feel like I have to. This was the version, to go back to the point we're making in the in the opening segment, this was the version of this defense that we thought we were going to see. Rashawn Gary, speed to power, running through your face. Preston Smith, two sacks, two TFLs, and three QB hits. Rashawn Gary gets his sack and two TFLs. Made a great play to get into the backfield. Chris Collinsworth, again, was on it. If you're going to shoot inside, <laughs> oh no. If you're going to, rather than hold the edge... Try and sneak inside to make a play. You better make that play. And he made it. And it was a big play. Jair Alexander makes his play. Now, do I understand why the safety play is still so inconsistent? No. No. Adrian Amos missed like three or four tackles in this game. Devondre Campbell missed a couple tackles in this game. It's like it's like they haven't played, right? I said this last week. I think those guys, like I'm just not worried about those guys. I'm not worried about Adrian Amos. I'm not worried about Devondre Campbell. I'm not worried about Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark has been really good as a pass rusher this season. He's been far less good in run defense. I'm kind of just not worried about it because he's really good. Quay Walker is making up for Devondre Campbell because he can get sideline to sideline. Unfortunately, Darnell Savage not quite making up for Adrian Amos, but he was really active in this game. And 
This is something that I think needs to be pointed out because it's going to get lost in the run defense conversation and it shouldn't. They came out and said, here is a single high defense. We dare you to throw it over the top of us. Rather than it's a quarter shell, no big plays, everything in front. They came out early downs and said, Darnell Savage is going to play in the box. Try and do something about it. And they did. They ran the ball. But they didn't create in the passing game. One play and it was a flea flicker. Like, I'm not worried about that. And then on the next possession, they did it again, but they flipped the safeties. They put Adrian Amos in the box. And the Packers get a three and out. This was Joe Barry saying, look, I can make adjustments. I can do different things. I hear the criticisms. I know my guys want to play more man coverage. And so they got to against a Bears offense that does not have the caliber of receivers that the Minnesota Vikings do. And then when you get into third and long situations, rush for, play your umbrella coverage, everything in front, rally to the ball and make tackles. And that's exactly what the Packers did. That's what this defense was supposed to look like. Yeah, you're going to give up some some drives where a team is going to effectively run the ball on you because you're playing so much too high. And a team is going to go down and score on a 12-play drive. But this is what the Packers did last year too. They are betting their offense is going to be more efficient than your offense. That in a world where everyone's playing too high now, one team has the four-time league MVP, the two-time reigning league MVP, and now a truly elite run game. When, When the Packers could not run teams out of too high last year, they threw it to Devontae Adams. Now they can run teams out of too high or just say, we dare you to sit in it all day. We are not going to get bored of handing the ball to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, which the Packers did not do in this game. And or we think you're going to make those mistakes. We think you're going to put the ball on the ground. We think you're going to have a holding call. We think we're going to create a TFL or a sack or or an interception. And you can't be as efficient as we can be for four quarters. That's the gamble not even a gamble. That's the gambit. That's what they're saying to opponents. It worked last year until the postseason. And the, the postseason, the, the idea wasn't even the problem. The defense was great. It was that the offensive efficiency did not make up for the delta of how stinky poo-poo caca the special teams were. That is, by the way, the technical term for the Packers special teams in that playoff game. Stinky poo-poo caca. Trademark TM copyright. So if this is the version of the defense that we're going to see every week, and this is the version of the run game we're going to see most weeks, now it'll be interesting. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about Tampa, but just looking forward for a second to Tampa Bay. The Saints were able to run the ball a little bit on them. The offense is a mess. Who knows? Mike Evans might get suspended. Doubt it, but might. Their offense was a mess against a team in New Orleans that liked to mix coverage, played a lot of man, rushed Brady with four, no one's getting open. And we know Jair Alexander has got Mike Evans. If they let him cover Mike Evans. By the way, Kevin King not playing in this game. Eric Stokes on the field. Russell Douglas on the field. It's going to look much different secondary than the last time the Packers saw this Bucks team. So a big early season litmus test here. Like this was, this game was a test of, can this team just get up off the mat and be the team that we thought they, they would be? And the answer, wonderfully, 
is yes. Now it's, okay, how good are they really? How good are they really? And we're going to find out against Tampa Bay this week. Okay, we are going to finish up here in just a second. We're going to take some of your questions. We've got a lot going on on the stream, which is always great. But today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a really fun way to play daily fantasy. You just pick a number. Like, for example, Al Lazard over 40 receiving yards was the number that I saw. I had over. You pick over, you pick under. And you pick two or four, two, two to five players. That's it. You get to put money on it and you win up to 10 times the money if you're right. It's that easy. And they don't just have NFL stuff. They have basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, um, college sports, WNBA, even though that that's just wrapped up. Congratulations to the, the aces. NASCAR, tennis, MMA. Entries can be made in a little 60 seconds. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. They are everywhere. 30 states, Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. It's that easy. You put in 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, this has been great. We are streaming live on YouTube as we will be every after every game this season. Um, poor tackling is something that has come up a lot in the stream. Uh, the tackling has been bad, and I, I would expect that to be the case early in the season. Let's talk again in a month, because this was, by Pro Football Focus, one of the best tackling teams in the league last year. That stuff can be a little fickle, but Devondre Campbell is is a good tackler. Quay Walker was one of the most reliable tacklers in college football last season. Adrian Amos has been a reliable tackler his entire career. They had guys in position to take down David Montgomery. They just didn't. And David Montgomery is a tough back to tackle. He's stout. He's strong. He's slippery. The tackling, the tackling is going to get better. Um, William Herman says they're going to have to have their big boy pants uh, for Leonard Fournette. That's true, although Leonard Fournette also kind of looks like stinky pupukaka sometimes. He just looks slow. But they're going to throw him the ball. You're going to have to tackle in the back end. And I don't know. Like it, I, I like this matchup right now for Green Bay where this Tampa Bay offense is. Their offensive line has questions. I think the Packers on the edge can can do some things. I think Kenny Clark and and this front can can create some pressure up the middle. And then I think the Packers, you know, they they barely tried to run the ball in two meetings in 2020 against the Buccaneers. I think they're going to be able to get some ground action going. Oh God, I did twice in one episode in this game. I kind of like that. Uh, as as Joseph points out, Cobb was effective in this game. Yeah, he um. You heard what I said. This, but this, this too, and and I should have made this point earlier. This was the version of Randall Cobb that you need to see. Three catches, over 30 yards, 10 yards a catch. I think he had 12 yards a catch. But situationally, situationally, use him to your advantage. You know, he's saying, lean on me, lean on me. Well, you can't build your passing offense around Randall Cobb, not in the year of our Lord 2022, but situationally, he can be very impressive for you. Situationally, we saw him third down in week one. We saw him uh, high red zone in this game. Second reaction plays, 
That's why you have him out there. You just need him to make one or two of those plays a game. You just need Sammy Watkins to make one or two big plays a game. Christian Watson or or Romeo Dobbs, one or two plays a game. Romeo Dobbs made the one play. Packers are backed up. They've got second and forever. And they turn second and forever into third and manageable because Romeo Dobbs makes that one play. Sammy Watkins made that one play. We've been talking about this for months. This is the blueprint for how this team wants to play football. And they're going to win, and they're going to win a lot of games if this is how they continue to play football. Devin wants to know if I think David Bakhtiari plays next week. I thought it was interesting. Chris Collinsworth said that we expect him next week or the week after. We we sort of knew Ryan Woods reporting was that um, week one and week two was out. Week three was going to be the earliest. I think probably week four is more likely because we haven't even seen him take full practice reps. But if we see him see him takes full practice reps this week, then I think he has a chance to play in Tampa. It'd be great to have him in Tampa. Yash Nyman against Joe Tryon Shrenko would be, you know, not ideal. Um, Shaq Barrett, those guys. It's not quite the edge rush group that they they used to have, but Devin White is still a monster on blitzes. They're going to they're gonna scheme it up. And against the Packers offense that does not have Devontae Adams, I'm really excited to see how Todd Bowles, um, the patron saint of the, the Two Deep NFL podcast that I used to have with uh, America's guest Jason Hirshhorn. This is going to be a really fun one. I, I feel much better about the Packers in this game than I did a week ago. I'll, I'll say that. And I'm excited to dive into it this week, all week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Thanks to everyone who watched on YouTube. Go subscribe on YouTube. Um, subscribe. Anywhere you get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.